So, how are we going to do this? Well, I, I guess we need we need a, an intro. Yes, I've, I've got I've got I've got a pad and a piece of paper, so I should write some notes. Uh, but in the meantime, we've still got my um, your ramshackle kazoo intro. I quite liked it actually. I thought that was quite neat. It was very very us. Factorally, welcome to Factorally. My name's Bruce Fielding, and my name's Simon Wells. And we are nerds, and well, specifically <laughs> fact nerds. We are indeed. We we get our buzz out of like winning pub quizzes. Yeah, um, I, I actually had a had a conversation with somebody on the canal the other day, and they said, um, "Bruce, where's Aruba?" And I went, "Okay, so Aruba is one of the ABC islands at the south end of the Caribbean. It's very close to uh, Venezuela. It's very popular with Americans." And uh, lots of cruise ships stop there. And I right. said, I've been, I've, I've been Wikipedia. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are both that annoying person who sits in a pub and just apropos of nothing goes, did you know? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> or worse, or worse. Someone who goes, actually, I think you'll find. <laughs> I think you'll find. Yes. We should have T-shirts printed up with, I think you'll find. It's actually Latin. <laughs> so every week we're going to talk about something um, and find some useful, interesting facts about whatever it is that's the subject of the week. Yep, some of it will be themed, some of it will be tied around what's going on in the world at the time, events, occasions, seasons perhaps. Other times it will just be random, useless, hey Bruce, let's have a chat about X whatever X might be. I think that X is going to be definitely the factor that, that, <laughs> that makes this more interesting. The X factor. Absolutely. Well, yes, we both trained under him, so we, so we can't really get away from it. <laughs> Welcome! You know, I, I, I can't do a Peter Dixon voice. I can, I can sort of do a Peter Dixon. Live from London! It's pretty good. Thank you so much. So our, our astute listeners may have observed that we have a thing about voices, don't we? We're, we're interested in vocal stuff. Um, we are. And that is because we're both professional voiceover artists. That's right. I am one of those people whose voice you never hear. You used to hear back in the 50s and 60s, and you don't really hear anymore. You're not old enough for that to be true, surely. No, I know. But, it, but even though I'm not, the voice is. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trained in the sixties, darling. Oh, marvelous, marvelous! I was trained much more recently than that. So uh, yes, the, the chances of having heard my voice in the sixties are um, negligible. Actually, thinking about it, my voice would have been heard just about in the sixties, late late sixties, early seventies. I was on a holiday in uh, Luxembourg, mm -hmm. and my mum and her then husband were sort of doing the touristy things in Luxembourg, and I. It was one evening I couldn't really sleep and I just thought, oh, do you know, I'm going to go for a walk. I was quite young. And I just walked, started walking around Luxembourg and I came across this building that said on the outside, Radio Luxembourg. Nice. And I thought, I'll just ring the doorbell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I rang the doorbell and this person answered and they said, uh, how, how can I help you? I said, oh, I'm an English tourist. I'm here. I, I just thought as I was in Luxembourg, I'd come and visit Radio Luxembourg because I listened to it all the time at home. You know, it fades yeah. in and out. And it was, it's a brilliant radio station. I love the music. And I said, oh, would you like to come and meet one of the DJs? And I went, sure. Yes. So Thank there was you. this, I went, I went up into a, into a recording studio area 
And um, when, a, when a record was on, they showed me into where the DJ was playing the records. Mm. And this guy said, hello, I'm Kid Jensen. How do you do? <gasps> and <laughs> I said, hello, I'm, I'm Bruce Fielding. And he said, oh, I understand you're a tourist. And, and I went, yeah, yeah, I'm just here on holidays. Would you like to be on the radio? So I said, sure. Oh, my goodness. So I had a quick chat to Kid Jensen on Radio Luxembourg. Good grief. So my voice will have been heard on, over the airways uh, many, many years ago, but actually not. <laughs> Not until more recently than that has have I actually decided to do this for a living. Excellent. So I, I started much more recently than you. Uh, I've been doing this for just coming up to three years now. Um, after, after a long and illustrious career as a postman beforehand, it's not the most natural divergence, but there you go. Um, so yes, that's, that's us. We do, we do voices. We sit behind microphones and we do voices all day long, talking to ourselves in a little padded booth. That's exactly how I describe what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're doing exactly the same thing, but we're actually talking to each other about random facts. And we hope that some of you, at least one of you, will be listening and enjoying the random facts about which we speak. Yes. It's probably my cousin Gary. He's <laughs> Hello, Gary. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Gary. Welcome, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> when, we say, when we say welcome, dear listener, we really mean... Yes, same listener. <laughs> so, Bruce, what is the topic of conversation which we have chosen for this week's show? So, we decided at random to pick a thing, and the thing that we decided to pick at random was a cucumber. Indeed. And I didn't think there'd be, honestly, that much to, to know or say about cucumbers. I was, I was quite surprised at quite yes. how much. There I is thought, to I know thought this about research them. will be over in seconds. <laughs> Days later, <laughs> there's actually quite a lot to know about cucumbers, isn't there? Yes. I mean, I mean we'll, we'll be going through the, the various properties of a cucumber and how mm -hmm. cucumbers have been used over the years. Okay. So tell me from your research, where did cucumbers come from? So cucumbers originally were discovered around 4,000 odd years ago, somewhere between the Bay of Bengal and the Himalayan mountains. And they have been used by all different sorts of societies over the years. They were used by the ancient Romans. They've been used um, throughout Europe, Asia, America, everywhere pretty much now has some form of cucumber or other in its diet. Um, the cucumber grows i i found out so many interesting things i always thought that cucumber plants grew up vertically and cucumbers hung off them that's just the way that us humans have you know worked them out that's just the way we cultivate them and the way we grow them for maximum efficiency but naturally the cucumber plant grows horizontally on the ground it's kind of a, a tendrily creeping plant and the cucumbers come out of, of, of all of these little tendrils and, and grow horizontally along the ground. So a bit, like a, a bit like a strawberry, really. Which if is... I knew how a strawberry grew, I could, I could um, agree with that. Is that <laughs> well, how strawberries it, grow? It is. Strawberries grow on, along the ground and on, on bushes and tendrils, which is interesting because cucumbers are actually a fruit. Yes, they they're, are. They're related to the melon. So yeah. you, you could actually mix a fruit salad with tomatoes and cucumber. Yes. I wonder, at what, at what point does it become a sound? <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a, a great phrase I heard a while back that says, um, intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that you shouldn't put it in a fruit salad. Exactly. So I think the same applies for cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you mentioned there the the, the cucumber family. So uh, it, the cucumber is part of the cucurbits family, which includes cucumbers, courgettes, squash, marrow, watermelon, and cucumbers. So all those other things are also fruits. Yeah. What's the technical definition of a fruit over a vegetable, Bruce? I don't actually know. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's got something to do with seeds and 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 a fleshy coating. So yeah. technically anything with seeds in the middle and a fleshy coating, like a tomato or a cucumber or a melon, hmm. um, is is or even things like um, oranges. Yes, um, apples. Seeds in the middle, fleshy fleshy coating. Yeah. They've they've all got that. But I mean it's it's a lot easier, I think, to spot fruit from vegetables as it is to spot nuts from <laughs> things Legu- legumes and legumes pulses and, and things that aren't nuts. Oh, yeah, dro- droops, I think. Is, that, is it droops? droops? I've heard that. Yeah, I just heard that term recently for the first time. Droops. What are you eating? Just some droops. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but they're, 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 I mean, like a bit like nuts and fruits, they're, they're very good for you. Hmm. Uh, cucumbers. I mean, they're, they're they're full of vitamins and minerals, and I mean, I, I, they're good with they're good for allergies. Hmm. Uh, apparently, they they reduce facial swelling, and and importantly, if, if you if you suffer with halitosis, they're 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 quite useful to reduce bad breath. Really? Apparently. How do you go about applying them? I think you just stick a whole cucumber in your mouth because <laughs> you have to breathe through your nose. <laughs> Which is why you suddenly have good breath because you're exactly. not breathing on anyone. Exactly. Perfect. You know, they've got folic acid and vitamin C and potassium and all sorts of good stuff yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and also the, the, the properties of a, of a, of a cucumber, you've, you've sort of mentioned the different vitamins and minerals and things that are in it. Um, the, the phytochemicals, whatever a phytochemical is, in cucumbers, it, it kills certain types of bacteria, and the watery content of the cucumber—it's—they're it, about ninety-five percent water, and this is why people go around putting slices of cucumber on their eyes, and and the cooling properties of that—that that helps your skin, which is apparently where the phrase "cool as a cucumber" comes from, because they are genuinely quite cool items and have properties to cool the blood and to cool the, the human body. That's where that phrase comes from. That's, I, yeah, I hadn't, that hadn't actually occurred to me, but you're, you're quite right. I, I know that they're good for sunburn. If you, if, if you, if you overdo, overdo it on the first day, hmm. um, to get lots of slices, or, or actually to, to like a pulp, pulp up a cucumber and, and stick cucumber pulp on the red bits, right. um, it, is, it, it does actually ease the sunburn. And speaking of overdoing it on the first day, cucumbers have enough vitamin b and electrolytes in them to help with um having overdone it slightly in the alcoholic sense uh eating a few slices of cucumber at the end of a session can help you to wake up with less of a headache is that just to do with the water content do you think or is that actually to do with the 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 stuff that's inside Uh, i think it's the stuff that's inside so the vitamins electrolytes um you know when you've had a, a bit of a session you may not know. We, we, may, we may be a group of complete teetotalers here. But uh, there's a particular supplement you could take at the end of a heavy night. And the electrolytes in that replenish what was lost in your system from drinking too much alcohol. And those same elements exist in the cucumber. Yeah. Hmm. There's all sorts of use, useful things that you can do with the cucumber. One, one of the most fascinating things I find, found interesting is that you can actually erase ink. You can, okay. If, if if you rub cucumber skin over over biro, 
you can actually rub the rub the ink off the paper with it with the cucumber skin that's brilliant so you've had a really late session you're a little bit hungover you're sunburnt and you've written something on your head in biro or your friends have your friends have quite probably yeah the cure for all of those in one is a cucumber yep i'd say so so there we go we're now going to see an influx of people heading to the pub armed with cucumbers just in case so where, where do cucumbers come from these days do you know well, it depends on where you are in the world as to where you get your cucumbers from. The number one producer of cucumbers in the world today is China. China produces almost 73 million tons. Not 73 million cucumbers, 73 million tons of cucumbers every year. Um, How many cucumbers are there in a ton? Oh, I not like to guess. <laughs> more than five. Oh, definitely more than five. <laughs> Put a couple of zeros behind that, I should think. Yeah, I think so. that's, that's a lot of cucumbers. <laughs> it's a lot of cucumbers. And, and they are way ahead of any other producers. The next biggest producer is Turkey, and they produce only 2 million tonnes. So 73 million tonnes is, is way out in the lead. Gotcha. Um, the UK is number 47 in the list of international cucumber producers. <laughs> we, we produce a, a meagre 58,000 tonnes of cucumbers each year here in the uk wow that yeah. still sounds like quite a lot for a, for our population unless yeah. there are lots of people into into crudite do you know which part of the uk produces the most cucumbers i would imagine it would have to be somewhere down south because the the weather but mm-hmm. I, I don't know pro- and probably not kent so probably west because kent's because kent's very dry i imagine you need a lot of water for cu- cucumbers okay that was a lot more analytics than i put into it I just asked Google. Uh, apparently, it's in the Lee Valley, and the Lee Valley sort of borders Hertfordshire, London, a few other places. Um, and the Lee Valley is known as the cucumber capital of Britain. By whom is it known as the cucumber capital of Britain? Probably the people who work in the Lee Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly never called it that. I, I found out some information about these these people in the Lee Valley who grow cucumbers. And um, they're part of a, a consortium called the Lee Valley Growers Association, which consists of about 80 individual growers in this, in this area, uh, covering 450 acres of greenhouses. And they employ about two, two and a half thousand workers every year to cultivate the, 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 the cucumbers that are grown in this wow. area. Isn't that a lot? Yeah. I was surprised by that. Um, and, uh, they've, they've been going for, you know, quite, quite some time happily producing the, the bulk of this country's cucumbers due to various economic pressures that we're all, you know, feeling the pinch of a little bit at the moment, they're having to cut back. So about a fifth of those growers are are currently considering selling off their cucumber growing land for property development. Will they be building buildings that look like the gherkin? Oh, I do hope so. (laughs) If you if you don't know, by the way, the, the the gherkin is a is a building in London that looks a bit like a gherkin. Yes, it does, sort of, sort of, not really. I I, I do know that um, somebody, a guy called David Thomas, who lived in the UK, he might even have lived in the in in what was it, cucumber. Uh, the cucumber capital. The cucumber capital. Or London um, salad bowl, as some others call it. 
Well, he may have, he, David Thomas may well have lived there. He he actually grew the world's heaviest cucumber, really? which weighed in at um, believe it or not, twelve point nine kilos. Goodness me. <laughs> It's 23 pounds. It's 23 and a half pounds, practically. That's a heck of a cucumber, isn't it? It is one heck of a cucumber. And he displayed it um, in 2015 at the Malvern Autumn Show in Worcestershire. Wow. Uh, he, he also, by the way, this chap also holds the record for the heaviest parsnip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the weight of his cucumber again? It was 12.9 kilos. Wow. 23 okay. pounds. So I've I've found um, a Guinness World Record for the biggest cucumber ever grown, but it, it's not as heavy. Uh, this was a gentleman called Sebastian Susky from Southampton. Only last year he grew uh, a cucumber that was three foot eight inches long. Wow! Which for the young'uns out there is one point one two meters. <sighs> but it wasn't that... as heavy. It was only seven and a half kilos. Well, but still, yeah. imagine looking at a three and a half foot, <laughs> foot cucumber. <laughs> My word. Imagine trying to bake a, a roll that's long enough to actually <laughs> slice it sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, it didn't mention the girth. No. Um, no. But I would imagine quite, quite uh, chunky. Absolutely. I, I don't imagine very tasty, though. So I, I think all of these things that are grown for visual effect generally don't tend to be the tastiest of them. Mm. Yeah, it might be a bit too watery. Of course, the most the most famous sandwich is is the cucumber sandwich. <laughs> yes, and uh, it has to be has to be white bread. Naturally, has to be uh, a lot of slathered in butter. I would say. Yeah, uh, and the the, it, the butter has to be at, at the sort of temperature where it's not quite tearing the white bread up. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, at, it's actually but very spreadable. Nearly. It's just barely spreadable. Yes. And, of course, the, the big thing about uh, cucumber sandwiches is you have to cut them into um, triangles. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And, you, and you, have to, you have to take the crusts off. It's really important to take the crusts off because the, the, crusts, the, the crusts detract from the flavor of the cucumber and also the texture of the cucumber. Plus, um, as, as we all know, crusts from bread give you curly hair. Now, I, I disagree with the crusts off thing. I feel like I'm getting you know, 5% less of a sandwich if someone's cut my crusts off and thrown them away. So I would keep the crusts myself. You would? Yeah. Also gives you something to hold on to slightly compared to just, the you know, the little little tiny triangle of bread. It's a bit squidgy. It's a bit delicate. Yes, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a dainty dish. It, it's meant to be dainty. You're supposed to hold it with, with your little finger in the air <laughs> as, as, as you pop each, each corner into your mouth. Gosh, that's so English, isn't it? <laughs> it's also very important to salt uh, a cucumber sandwich. Really, is it? Cucumbers, unless, unless you're using very salty butter, because you okay. do need that salt to bring out the flavour of the of the vegetables. I don't know if you cook spinach, but if you if you cook spinach with butter, that the butter activates all of the goodness in the spinach. Oh, really? And it's a, it's a similar thing with cucumber sandwiches. The the butter activates the goodness in the cucumber. Right. There are about 50 different kinds of, of cucumbers. Are there really? A lot of them are made into pickles. Right. And, and pickling is about four and a half thousand years old. Hmm. And um, there's, a, there's a story that Saladin, the great Muslim conqueror and hero of the, well, hero of the crusade, depending on which side you were on, <laughs> uh, he credited pickles for his vigor and health. Wow. The, the history of, uh, of, of pickles is quite interesting. I, I don't know if you found out much about 
about pickles? I, at the moment, my brain is trying to make a joke about <laughs> salad in <laughs> with pickles. I can't quite get it. If anyone no. can think of a decent joke about pickles and salad that incorporates the word salad in, please leave it in the comments. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, you know, one of the most famous um, pickle salesmen was a guy called uh, Amerigo Vespucci. Right. Who uh, discovered America. <laughs> right. That guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Amerigo Vespucci. I mean, Chris, Christopher Columbus originally went, went looking for India, but uh, Vespucci was a pickle salesman who um, would provide pickled goods, uh, including vegetables and meats, to sailors at ports right. around Europe. <laughs> That's fantastic. And he just accidentally stumbled across America whilst he was out selling his pickles. Yes, yeah, so looking, looking to expand the market for, uh, pick, for pickles. <laughs> <laughs> and now, ironically, I think uh, uh, I, I think I read about sixty percent of Americans will pick their pickles out of a particularly well-known brand of hamburger. Yes, there was actually some research um, conducted by in Ox at Oxford University by a, a professor Charles Spence. Okay. Um, and he he discovered that uh, I think it's fifty one. This this might have been the UK, but I think it's a general sort of global thing, which is burger lovers actually choose to remove pickles from their burgers. Hmm. Uh, the main reason cited uh, for this was uh, the taste of the pickles, which is twenty three about the, the quarter of them, the texture about sixteen percent, and one <laughs> which was I've never tried them, but I don't like the idea of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a valid reason yeah, I, I guess. think so <laughs> so how about you Bruce are you a leave the pickles in or a take the pickles oh, out oh I'm definitely a leave the pickles in I, uh, I was reading about this research and they were saying that actually there there are good culinary reasons why you should leave the pickle in because it uh, the, 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 the vinegarness of sort of like counteracts the, the fat in in the oh. burger so you've got the right. so you've got the the acid versus the alkali thing happening mm -hmm. you've also got the the crunch of a pickle versus the sort of the the, the, the squidge the squidge of a burger <laughs> so it adds texture so it adds flavor texture um and um offsets that 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 fatty taste in your mouth so technically there's actually a very good reason why uh you should leave the pickle in in your burger now gherkins let's talk about gherkins um Gherkins aren't actually a thing, are they? I, I was always under the assumption that a gherkin or a dill or you know whatever you want to call it was a, a, a vegetable or a fruit as we now know in its own right. But it's not, is it? They are just pickled small cucumbers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, as, as, as I said, I think there, there, are, there are an awful lot of... Um, there are 50 different kinds of cucumber. So that's crazy. The, um, the 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 salad cucumber, that's right, the the big one with the knobble knobbly bit on the end, um, yes. is quite different from the from a, a gherkin or a cornichon sort of cornichon. type of of cucumber, uh, which is also different to the, like the dill pickle, that like the that kind of burger pickle. Um, yeah. they're yeah. they're all different, and there are some which are lower in water content. Uh, the pickled ones generally tend to be the ones that are lower in water content because if you tr if you try and pickle a, a salad cucumber, it just goes all mushy and horrible. I know because I've tried. Have you really? Talk us talk us through that process. How did that work? Uh, I had some pickling vinegar and some gherkins, and uh, and I thought, well, I've, I've run out of gherkins. I've still got lots of pickling vinegar left. Uh, let's try it with a cucumber. It didn't work. Okay. <laughs> 
is there just too much water content I've, in I've, a cucumber? I think that's probably the reason why. Right. I love a Wally with my um, fish and chips. A what now? A Wally. I don't know what you call them elsewhere in, in the UK, but basically a pickle gherkin with your with your fish and chips. You can have mushy peas. You can have yes. gravy. You can have pickle gherkin. Slice of bread and butter. Exactly. And, and a Wally. And a Wally. Is that a regional term? <laughs> I don't know. I've always called them Wallies. I, I, have I, you? I imagine that, that it is. Now that's interesting because I, I used to work with a chap who who was determined that they were called Wallies. And we went around looking this up one day. And it's it's quite a northern term. So people around uh, sort of the, the Midlands up in, in this country, at least, refer to them as Wallies. But I've now officially met more people from the south who call them wallies than people from the north who call them wallies so maybe that dialect is is shifting from one end of the country to the other that's that's possible i guess i i i I actually like them so much that i that i saw on amazon that there was a a a small tin of Mm. of pickled cucumbers available uh to, to be delivered to my home so i thought i would order this small tin it turned out to be a tin about the size of a small dustbin Okay. The, the suggestions from my friends were basically to go to some ward in a hospital full of pregnant women and just give right. them away for free. Because apparently it's one of those things that pregnant women crave. Oh, I see. I was trying to work out what the connection there was. So pregnant women crave... Crave pickled kirkins, yeah. So I understand. I wonder if there's some kind of innate property that is, is good for a, a growing baby. Well, I think if there's a thing, isn't there, where sort of mothers instinctively know what what the fetus needs yeah. most of, and yeah. um, you know, sort of things like eating coal, things like that, were, were yes. one of the one of the more famous ones. Yes. I was just thinking, we were talking about Saladin earlier. There, there, there were lots mm. of other famous people who like who liked uh, pickles, such as uh, well, Alexander the Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he he made uh, gherkins part of his troops' rations. Right. Uh, Cleopatra. Uh, reckon that pickles were one of the secrets of her beauty, ah. and uh, uh, Caesar and Bonaparte—they—they uh, they seem to think that. I mean, much like Saladin, they—they they seem to think that pickle gherkins gave their soldiers strength. And I think Bonaparte offered a reward of twelve thousand francs, which is a lot of money, mm. to anyone who could help improve the storage of pickles. Okay, so he obviously thought quite a lot about. Pickles. That's fantastic. Maybe maybe all the troops just ate a load of, of pickled gherkins and then sort of went into battle and breathed really hard at the enemy <laughs> and they just collapsed. Or possibly they, they just they just threw gherkins at, at, at the at the enemy. <laughs> the, the enemy went, what the hell? <laughs> in twenty thirteen, in the Sri Chinmoy Center in New York, uh, somebody called Ashrita Furman managed to cut 27 cucumbers using a sword with his mouth. What? <laughs> so basically, I had a sword in his mouth and just cut 27 wow. cucumbers with a sword held in his mouth. I think I'd be happier doing that than holding the cucumber in my mouth and have someone cut it with a sword. I know somebody who's chainsawed apples out of her mouth. Really? Yes. Well, she had somebody with a chainsaw and she was holding the apples in her mouth okay. while this chap was chainsawing them out of her mouth. Yeah. Well, it's good to have a hobby, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's lockdown. What else are you going to do? 
Now we've we've had a bit of a cucumber crisis here in the UK recently. Have you have you observed this? Uh, I have. The, the, there's all sorts of um, fruit and veg that we're not getting yeah. at the moment. Now, as far as I understand it, we we get quite a lot in this country. We get quite a lot of our salad vegetables from um, both Spain and Portugal, um, including cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers, lettuces, that sort of thing. And of late, there's been a bit of a, a drought problem in those two areas, which has sort of um, stunted the production of, of those items. So if you go into any supermarket in the UK over the last couple of months, we've really struggled to get hold of cucumbers and, and tomatoes and that sort of thing, which then begs the question, how many of those products are we getting from Spain and Portugal when we have these these Lee Valley growers right on our doorstep? Tons and tons. Yes, exactly. Unless they're exporting theirs to somewhere else. It could be. Kind of a bit like the fish market, isn't it? Yeah. We, we're an island that's absolutely surrounded by ocean and fish, but we sell all of our fish to other, other countries and we get most of our fish from other countries. Global economies. Global economies. Did you know that drinking pickle juice can help relieve a cramp 37% faster than drinking water. No, I didn't. So if you have a leg cramp, you know, you're, you're laying in bed and suddenly you go, oh, all, the, all the cords in your legs start to go. Just have by the side of the bed, apart from your glass of water, have a glass of uh, pickle juice. When you say pickle juice, do you mean like a, a, a jar of pickled gherkins without the gherkins? Yes. So it's it's the vinegar, it's the juice of the cucumbers themselves and all the other yeah. stuff that goes into it. And all it. the, yes, the salt and all the other bits and pieces. Wow. That's fascinating. I wonder if the, the relief of not having cramp anymore is offset by the heartburn having just guzzled a whole load of pickle juice. <laughs> or, 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 the, or the reaction of the person that's beside you in bed going, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. I might have to try that. <laughs> uh. I've, have we exhausted the the? Uh, the I I think so. I think I am out of cucumber related trivia. Oh, I do I do have one more, which Go is on. in 2014. Um, the German authorities found a drug. I mean, Germans are obviously very big on on pickles, mm. and they found a, a drug call worth about fifty six and a half million dollars, about fi about fifty million euros, um, like drugs smuggled inside pickle cucumber jars. Right. On their way to Iran from Germany, so basically oh. they were they were smuggling drugs in in pickle jars. You, is that is that sort of to to mask the the smell? Because they they used to smuggle drugs in um, coffee in coffee grounds, didn't they, to put the dogs yes. off the scent? Yeah, well, I, I I think that pickled cucumbers would definitely put. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure whether there was actually pickled cucumbers in in the jars as well as the drugs, but there were definitely drugs yeah. in pickle jars. Yeah, no, I think that might have a, a detrimental effect on the quality of the drug, mightn't it? If it's if it's actually sitting in a, a jar of brine. <laughs> well, this has been fun. It's been great. I've enjoyed that. Uh, let's hope that our our listener has also enjoyed it. <laughs> All right, Gary. Hey, Gary. <laughs> uh, please do send us any any comments, any suggestions, any advice, any topics you'd like us to waffle on about. Yes, please. That's that's always a good thing. We thought that cucumbers would be extremely dull. Yeah. So if you can think of something incredibly dull, then yes. we'll try and find some interesting and useful facts about it. 
Well, there you go then. Uh, you have been listening to Factorally with Bruce Fielding and Simon Wells. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to do all those things you're supposed to do with podcasts. Yes. Clicking, liking, subscribing, sharing. All those things. All of those things. And we'll be back next week with another dull... Dill. Another dull item that we'll find something interesting to say about. Excellent. Looking forward to that then. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye now.